Ciao ragazzi, welcome back to another episode of City Ass Sit Down. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. No Frank Carvello in the house tonight. Uh, he's not feeling so well. So uh, but joining me tonight, I'm not going to do this alone, of course not. Uh, as you can see, uh, the Mr. Handsome Ricky Buzz is joining me, bringing some uh, <laughs> top of the table power with me tonight. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's not too bad. It's the holiday season or the holiday season are wrapping up. Gain my, you know, 10 pounds that I do, but uh, it's all good, man. How about you? No, I'm doing good. Seeing me on just one on penalties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those who who don't who know what we're talking about, uh, obviously there's a Copa Italia match tonight. Uh, and, of course, Milan won. And, of course, they had to win on penalty. I get a penalty goal, right? Milan and their penalties, right? They can't stop scoring penalties, apparently. Uh, whatever. They won a penalty. So it, it was a good match for me. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, – yeah, it's uh, it's been the theme of this uh, this uh, season so far. Milan and penalties, uh, you know, <laughs> deserve it or not. Uh, yeah, I think they're mostly <laughs> deserved, but you know, it's still penalties are still existing. So anyway, uh, a lot to get to tonight, my friend. But first, let's uh, let's introduce some of the listeners who may not know who you are. Uh, who you are? Uh, you are a content creator, uh, obviously an inter- internationale fan. Like I said, we need top of the table help. You know, it's getting lonely up top, so I had to bring an interista up here. <laughs> To help me out here, so uh, go ahead. Uh, tell tell the listeners uh, who you are and what you do, and how'd you get into being a fan of Inter? Uh, well, I'm Ricky Buzz. Uh, I make uh, content on Inter Milan, uh, as well as uh, some movies, some from time to time. But most of the content I make is uh, Inter related, uh, and I've been supporting Inter since 2008. Right on, right on. Uh, and so I'm in I'm in DC. You are in Dallas, Texas, correct? Yes. Right on. So, uh, yeah, you know, say, you know, say what you want. There's plenty of Syria fans uh, here in the United States and obviously all around the world. Uncle Sharma's in the house. Uh, he's here uh, for, until his uh, bedtime here, another five more minutes. So, uh, what's up, Uncle Sharma? Uh, a lot to get to, a lot of action. We've actually had two match weeks in the past week. Uh, so, we'll get into to a little bit of that. Um, mostly this weekend, I should say. We'll obviously get into uh, goals of the week and uh, who won Calcio Twitter is what everyone's here for, right? Uh, but, uh, before we get into this weekend's actions, we had a big game, uh, you know, not necessarily title implications, but two teams that are vying for the Scudetto this season, uh, Juventus and Milan. Uh, this past midweek uh, on a Wednesday, uh, of all midweek games, this is really the game to talk about. Um, and many thought, you know, obviously Milan had some injuries. Juve had some, you know, question marks for themselves as well. Uh, but this is what we would see. Could Milan win another game? They had this impressive uh, unbeaten streak, impressive winning streak going on. Uh, Juve, you know, closer to mid-table than they'd like to be. Uh, but what we, what we saw was 3-1 victory for Juventus, effectively opening up the championship this, uh, this season. Um, an impressive win by them. Chiesa really having uh, Teo Hernandez in his back pocket, much like Hakimi did in the derby earlier in this year. Um, what, was, what were your big takeaways from that game, that impressive win by Juventus? Uh, I was actually surprised because I actually thought <laughs> before the game I actually had uh, my score prediction, Milan 3, Juve 1. Me too. And it went, Me too. <laughs> it went the opposite direction. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is Juventus. They're always able to magically pull a win out of the bag and then start going on an incredible form yeah. out of nowhere. Many people have said that, you know, uh, you know, with a new manager here, they would take a little bit to get, you know, get their feet underneath them. But then once they do look out, that's why many people are picking them to win this, get the Scudetto once again. Um, you know, many people who don't want uh, Juve to win necessarily were hoping maybe Milan could either win or draw to really, you know, pull away from them, you know, so to speak. And uh, but they didn't do that. 
Uh, Chiesa, a guy who's had a lot of criticism here over the last, you know, not, not just this year, but the last several years. Um, he, he was impressive. Two goals, two very good goals. Uh, very effective on that right-hand side. I mean, his shot was on point. Uh, everything he did was touch the goal in that game. And, uh, you know, usually you look for Ronaldo or Dybala to, to take the highlights. But it was all, all Chiesa in this one. How impressed were you by him in this game? Uh, he was pretty good uh, from what I saw or from what the bets I did see before I had to go to work. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I know he got pelters, I think, in the Florentina game a few weeks prior. Yeah. And then this one he happened to turn up. So, yeah, yeah. this could just be the start of, like, one of many uh, games in his form for the season where he's going to be very viable for Juventus. Yeah. Yeah, the more people that can get scoring, I guess, the better for them. Uh, obviously, having you know Chiesa scoring, uh, we know Morata, uh, Ronaldo, and Dybala are going to score, but McKenney's also scoring. Ramsey scored as well, so uh, you got you got to spread around the wealth here. It's, it's only going to be good things for Juventus and their and their hopes to get that 10 Scudetto. So, uh, but let's move on to this week's action. Uh, lots to get into, lots of goals. Um, I'm gonna read through the scores real quick, and then we can start hitting some of these games here. Um, opening up the game slate, you had Atalanta on the road to Benevento. Uh, 4-1 victory for Atalanta. Goals from Ilicic, Toloi, Zapata, Muriel. Several goal of the week candidates in that one. Uh, Marco Sal would get the goal for Benevento on the consolation end. Genoa would win 2-0 against Bologna. Zayic gets the goal in the 44th minute. And Destro, Destro continues to score. Unbelievable 2-0. Uh, Genoa win at home. Uh, Milan hosting Torino. Uh, this is the first matchup of two games within, uh, within a matter of days between these two. Obviously, the Coppa Italia tonight. And then this is from the weekend. Milan win 2-0 goals by Liao and a penalty from Kessier in the first half. Uh, there's also There would also be a, um, a, a very highly contested game. Um, before we move on to this one, I don't know if you saw the penalty call on Rafael, uh, or excuse me, on Brahim uh, Diaz, um, the one that uh, Belotti had stuffed him on. Uh, did you see that play? Uh, no, I didn't. It's a very highly contested play, and those in the chat, if you're in there, you know, let us know your thoughts. But uh, it's a play where you know Belotti playing defense of, of of all things, right? He's a striker, but he's in his own box playing defense. Sticks his foot out. Uh, Diaz gets tripped up on the play. You know, one hand. It's a 50-50 ball in my hand. In my head, right? I, either way, they made the call. I would have been fine with it. It was that close of. A, I mean, even you look in the replay, it was inconclusive. Belotti sticks his foot out. He gets the ball. Diaz flops over. Um, it did look like he made good contact on Diaz. So depending on the angle, depending on what, what kind of call you're going to make. Uh, so, uh, you know, as soon as that play happened, the, the naysayers came out for Milan. Oh, here we go. Another penalty for Milan again. Uh, did it look like uh, Diaz made a more of it or make a spectacle than more than what it was? Or <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it looked like it was good contact by 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 um, Balotti, but oh, it was uh, such a 50-50 ball. Unless you saw it in slow motion, you couldn't tell that he, you know, he did get the ball. Uh, so, you know, I was fine with it either way that, that happened. Um, Torino would get a chance later in the game. Ver, uh, Verdi would go down. Tonali, uh, excuse me, yeah, Tonali, they they thought took him down, but the replay showed that uh, uh, Verdi actually kicked Tonali and, they, and he fell down. So that goal was their penalty was taken away there. But Milan went 2 nothing in that game. Uh, moving on, uh, the big game, really, one of the big games of the week weekend. Roma hosting Inter, a game near and dear to you. Uh, 2-2 overall in this game. Uh, Pellegrini getting the goal scoring in the 17th minute. Skriniar in the 56th. Hakimi in the 63rd. And then a gut punch for you. 86th minute. Mancini would get the goal 2-2. Uh, we'll get back to that game because that's a lot to talk about there. Uh, Hellas hosting Crotone. Uh, goals from Kalinic. Look at these guys. Kalinic and Destro. All these guys who don't normally score are scoring. In the, and all of a sudden, 
Um, they make it one nothing there, Hellas, and then uh, DiMarco with a goal of the week candidate in the 25th minute. Crotone would get one back in the 55th through Junior Messias. He's what a he's a stud there. Uh, 2-1 though, Hellas win that match. Uh, Lazio on the road win two nothing against Parma. Goals by Luis Alberto in the 55th and Caicedo in the 67th. Uh, Napoli also would be victorious on the road against Udinese. Insigne would get a penalty in the 15th minute. Lasagna would uh, eat after some uh, mistakes on the defensive end by uh, Napoli. Lasagna would make that 1-1. But then Bakayoko, a nice header, nice curving header really, uh, in the 90th minute, 2-1 Napoli win there. Uh, Fiorentina would win 1-0 at home thanks to a goal by Vlahovic in the 72nd minute and a penalty save by Drago, uh, excuse me, Dragowski on Jao Pedro. Uh, entertaining one nothing game there. Uh, two, last two games, Juventus hosting Sassuolo, a game many also wanted to watch because Sassuolo have been a thorn in many people's sides. Uh, this game, this goal scoring started in, with a banger uh, in the 50th minute through Danilo. Defrel will get a nice goal himself in the 58th, make it 1-1. There would be a red card in this game, Obiang. Um, deserved red on Chiesa, I thought. Uh, so they had a man disadvantage for them the rest of the game. Ramsey would get a goal in the 82nd to take the lead, and Ronaldo in the 92nd make it 3-1 for them. And then the, the Monday game, Spezia win 2-1 against Sampdoria. Goals from Terzi and Enzola off the penalty. Candreva, goal of the week candidate there. Um, Ricky, where do you want to start with this? I mean, let's start with first the big game, uh, Roma-Inter. Uh, what were your <laughs> thoughts going into that game? Because that was a crazy game. It started off, obviously, uh, a very nice goal by Roma, but going down one nothing early is never never something you want to see as an Interista. Well, going in, I predicted uh, for us to start our strongest lineup: uh, uh, Barella, Brozovic, and Vidal in midfield, and then we had Matteo Darmian until the 17th minute until he got injured. But going into the game, I actually thought we'd win it at least like two one, right. which we ended up being two one for a while yeah. before we ended up collapsing. Yeah. Uh, the first goal, Indianovich ball watching a bit. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks at it go. He looks at it as it's going in. I'm just like, wow. Uh, <laughs> and then from then, uh, it looks like Rome is in possession for the first half. And then the second half, uh, Inter end up taking possession. We get one back, and then uh, we end up capitulating like we usually do at some point, or making it harder for ourselves. That was such an interesting game because, I mean, you, you talk about the ball watching on the first goal. Uh, Jekyll did a good job on the left-hand side getting to Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan obviously is going to find the open man in Pellegrini. Uh, he had a nice shot to go in, so down one nothing. But Roma kept really the pressure up in that first half, and it was a really sloppy half by you guys. But I thought you guys did very well to bounce back up in the second half, and you guys really started taking over control of the game. looked like you were bound to score, and you eventually did get those two goals like you mentioned. Uh, but some of the substitutions I was reading, you know, the Twitter line, the, uh, the timeline, and they're like, what are these substitutions you guys are doing? What is Conte doing? Uh, and sure enough, like you said, capitulate late at the end. I mean, Roma had some signs that they were coming at the end. Yep. And, and all like, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, even was, after uh, they scored the second goal, they still kept coming and yeah. coming. It looked like they were about to score a third one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Look at uh, Stevie from Milan Weekly Pod says Conte bringing in Kolarov for Hakimi killed off Inter's momentum. I mean, yeah. anything to bring in Kolarov in. I mean, yeah, come on, right? <laughs> uh, what do you make of the uh, the decisions that Conte brought in some of those guys? And was he just trying to save some bodies, or what was he? What was the thinking? Because I mean, many people, not even just Interisti, but also other other fans, were like, "What are you doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense." Even though we would want maybe Inter to lose or, or draw, this is not what the the right thinking that you should show. It's Conte just trying to you know screw himself basically 
I'm not sure because even reading Antonio Conte's comments, he's like, well, some of these players were knackered and tired, and it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, yeah. for uh, for Vidal, you could have brought on Erickson. Okay, you might not like him. You might not want him. He can keep control of possession of the ball, something to time waste. You could bring in Perisic for Hakimi instead of Kolarov. He, I mean, he has a bit of pace to him and can control it, but I don't know. <laughs> Mostly he said he did it because of fatigue and players looking tired. I mean, that's that's an excuse. I don't know what he's what he's really thinking. Um, I mean, it's a crazy game. No, no red cards in this game. You know, Vidal didn't get any red or anything like that. So I yeah. guess that's a good thing, right? <laughs> uh, we'll see what we'll see at the game against Juventus. <laughs> what happens there? Uh, big game there coming up on the horizon there. But yeah, that was an entertaining game overall. Uh, I certainly got up early to watch that game. Um, it was something that I wanted to see who was going to win. And I, I did, I did think Roma maybe would win this game just because I thought maybe. Conte would try to overthink this and that midfield, that midfield that I love from Roma, we're going to find a way to, to do some do some magic. And they did in the first half, but I think the adjustments overall by Inter and Conte were, were good. And, uh, you know, Skriniar got that goal to really get the things going. What, what, is, what has your thoughts been on Skriniar? Because he is someone who um, get, has gotten a lot of flack from, your, from the Interisti, right? Uh, you know, he's probably been playing out of position. He's not a three-back center back. He's more in a, in a, he's better off in a four-back system. Uh, so, what are you, what are your thoughts about Skriniar? Are, are you someone who thinks he you know should get less time? Or are you good with him? Are you happy? What are your thoughts on him? I'm happy with them. Uh, it looked like uh, the, well in the beginning of the summer transfer window, it looked like he might either go or look like someone might make a <laughs> let's address a whole thing in the room. <laughs> Is there a feature for content enter? Yeah, uh, I've said it on mine. I'm not sure. We'll see at the end of the season where we finish. Yeah. By how many points off? Yeah. Uh, but Skriniar, though, uh, I like him. Uh, I, I think he's actually grown into the three-back system, he similar has, to Godin yeah. uh, was last season. But there were reports and rumors that like, he might potentially go. Like There was uh, teams like uh, Tottenham that were interested in him. Uh, and, yeah, he's grown into it. Uh, I would like to see us maybe try and get another center back or somebody else's transfer window, just in case. Right as well but many people are saying that maybe uh we should get a, a vice a vice striker for lukaku just you know yeah rest. Is that you feel the same way as well yeah because he's not yeah. giving uh palomato palomito our other yeah. striker yeah he's not giving him a chance and then yeah, what happens if uh sanchez or Otaro gets sent off or get injured exactly exactly that's a, that's, that's a good point there um yeah screen yard i think has uh, definitely gotten better i think if you know it's funny before conte was here everyone was saying screen yard is going to be the, the center back of the future the captain of the future uh conte comes in kind of ruffles everyone's feathers changes formations and then all of a sudden we don't even know if he's going to stay here and i, I think even being on and as an outsider i think it'd be a mistake to lose screen yard you know Conte, you know, to answer Stevie's question, I, I don't think uh, Conte would ever be here longer than three years. I think three years is the max for him at anywhere. Um, so to lose, if you know, if he got his way and got Screener out of there, that would just hurt Inter in the long term. Is he planning for the long term? Hell no. He's all, care about, he's, he's all about the care of the now. He wants to win a Scudetto, and that's it. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care if it's a lone player for one year and be done with it. He doesn't care. Uh, so I don't see him here being here long term. If I mean, if they win the Scudetto this year, maybe. Maybe six or another year. Uh, or, or if you know if he loses, he's probably definitely gone. So uh, I don't see him being a, uh, a long-term solution for them. And Adriano says Scudetto or bus for Inter and Conte gets here. <laughs> um, I agree with that. I don't know about I don't know about you. Do you agree with that? I definitely agree with that because I mean, Scudetto Champions League is yeah, it's got to be yeah. Scudetto or bus. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Scudetto or bust. 
Yeah. Which I it, think honestly, if we don't win it, he'll he'll probably just leave at the end on his own. Yeah, he might just win. He might just leave no matter what. It's like you know, <laughs> win or lose, right? Um, I think uh, for majority of Serie A, just I mean, outside of Torino or, or Juventus, there uh, Piemonte, um, everyone wants somebody else to win the Scudetto this year, whether it be yeah. Milan, Inter, Roma, whoever else. Um, I think everyone else is in favor of that. But you know, all these teams have their they're having their issues now, uh, and Juve are sitting there in, in the limelight in the back room, just sitting there waiting, festering. Getting better and getting better, and all of a sudden we'll see what happens. They could go on this impressive win streak. We'll see. Uh, but let's talk about another game here. Uh, a team that's kind of come back from the ashes almost, uh, Atalanta. They struggled mightily to start the season. Obviously, they had a fantastic campaign last year. Uh, also with the Papu Gomez rumors, will he stay, will he not? Uh, he hasn't been seen the pitch at all lately. Uh, but the last two games with the return of vintage Ilicic, uh, they've been banging in some goals. Five goals last week, four goals this week again. Uh, Ilicic has just been amazing on the first goal that he scored. He went through like four guys to get that goal. On um, the goal that Taloy scored, he went through another four guys and then got the assist. Uh, how special is, At- is Atalanta? Are they back? Or is this a, this a, a blip on the radar right now? Because for the you know first 15 games of the season, they were just average team. Letting up goals, not scoring many. Last two games, though, they look like the vintage Atalanta. What do you think? I think they're starting to regain form. And also with the Ilyich coming back, he was heavily missed uh, during yeah. their Champions League campaign. Yeah, they probably could have won against PSG at least if they had Ilyich, yeah. I think. Uh, but also with the Papa Gomez rumors, uh, I'm more interested if even if he does go or even if uh, he doesn't, who would they have brought in or who uh, would have been the replacement for him? Yeah, that is a good question. I mean, they got a lot of people in their pipeline anyway as it is. Uh, I know Lammers, I think, is going to be going on loan as well. Um, Muri- yeah, Adriano says, Muriel, super sub. I mean, what kind of pl- – this is probably the best sub that I've ever seen in terms of, of output. And we saw – I don't think I remember, you know, in the Bundesliga in Dortmund, uh, uh, Paco uh, Alcacer was scored many goals. But, I mean, Muriel nearly got 20 goals last year, mostly off the bench. He comes yeah. off again, he scores a goal. I mean, this guy just – he just needs like 10, 20 minutes, and he, he'll bang in one or two goals. Um, is this an ideal role for him? I mean, obviously we want you know, your best players to be strikers, but Zapata is a special striker himself. So, I mean, uh, can they play in a two-striker system or is this should they should they not mess with things and leave Muriel being as a super sub? I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it isn't bad to like maybe interchange it, have uh, Monorail start one and have Zapata on the bench and then equally change it out though. Yeah. Give each one a bit of uh, game time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I actually got asked a question uh, about Amadou, Amadou, Amadou Diallo, uh, who just transferred to Manchester United, and, and the question was like, "How? Why are Atalanta letting go of this guy who's supposed to be a prodigy?" And I'm like, "That doesn't matter to them. If Papa Gomez, once he's gone, they're not going to miss him. They can just keep turning out. They got Ilicic now. They find guys out of the out of the diamond, and they create. I mean, out, out of coal and create them into diamonds. I mean, it doesn't matter. They have a system. They know it works, and they just plug and play." And it works so well for them. So it doesn't matter if they lose a youngster. They get money for him and find another youngster, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Atalanta just has a system doing it right now. So anyway, um, moving on to, let's see, Milan beat Torino. Uh, uh, a good scoreline them. I mean, you know, it's important for them, especially with Inter drawing, that they get a win, um, especially after the loss against uh, Juventus in the midweek. Uh, you know, some people thought with the loss to Juventus, maybe this is Milan early, early unraveling, but yeah, uh, to get a win for, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you weren't the only one 
But, you know, Milan played a pretty strong game, 2-0. Uh, they didn't have, obviously, many of the starters. But, you know, Liao playing as a, as a new striker. He's doing very well in that position. The youngsters are playing well. Tonali's slowly getting better. Um, he's still getting a lot of flack from, from Milan Twitter. But um, Milan had a comfortable win, I thought, overall. And uh, Donnarumma had some big saves. He had to make some big saves in this game. But uh, Milan keeping the course, I think, uh, is it as you as an Inter fan, does it make you – are you happy to see that Milan is consistent with this? I know you never want to see Milan win, but to see a team that who has been very quiet for the many, many years, all of a sudden being a viable threat to win the Scudetto this year and having a, a second or third team to challenge Juventus for the title this year. I mean, it's good uh, for the challenge. I mean, I just wish it wasn't uh, Milan. Because <laughs> honestly, uh, at the beginning of the season, like everyone had predicted, oh, stuff on POE, everything's going to capitulate, everything's going to go to the haywire, and then it's like, okay, you guys have gone on a massive run. All right, next week we'll drop points. Nope. <laughs> okay, you guys are drawing at the minute. All right, it's going to end in a draw. No, you end up coming back. And I'm just like, oh, come on. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty good to see that there's competition as well as uh, Roma is also in third place, too, if they can keep up form. Uh, I'd like it to be like last season where it's literally teams are just yeah that small points away from each other. Yeah. And I, I what we've seen in the past is one, maybe one team, if you're lucky, too. I think last week we had, we had two teams until the very end. Uh, but usually it's one team that sticks around against Juventus, and then Juventus find a way. I think the more teams you have in the, in the hunt, the better it is because at least when they go against Juventus in the end of the season – uh, at least maybe one of them can cancel them out and, and find some another team to jump out. So right now you got, I mean, just looking at the table, you know, uh, Milan sitting first by three points, I got 40 points, Inter at 37, Roma at 34, Juve just right there in fourth at 33, Atalanta's catching up now at 31, and Napoli at 31, and then she got a bunch of other teams close by. So um, even though it's starting to separate themselves in, in the table, uh, you have some teams there that can challenge Juventus, and we haven't seen Juventus at peak form yet, so... Uh, this can only be good for Serie A as a whole. Maybe not, you, you know, Juventina are probably not liking liking this, but I think the rest of Serie A is liking it. That is it. It is an open championship, um, and so I mean, you guys, you guys haven't even hit your form yet at Inter. I mean, you guys have been very inconsistent. Conte obviously been making some irrational decisions with the substitutions at times. But I think if you guys get in a hot streak, uh, it would just put the pressure on everyone else just to keep up with you guys. Uh, and that's why I think it was important that Milan won this game against Torino after you guys got a draw against Roma. Because, I mean, had either you or Roma won, that could have really put uh, made it really difficult for Milan and uh, Juventus as well. So um, uh, the last game, well, maybe not the last game, but there's two games Two games that I want to really talk about before we, we get out of this weekend. Obviously, it's a Napoli matchup and then a Juventus game. Uh, Napoli, you, you play Udinese, and Udinese is not necessarily an easy team, even though they are you know bottom feeders. They always find a way to make it difficult against opponents. Um, they had the early, Napoli had the early goal with Insigne, uh, but Udinese they just find ways to stay in games and and you know they capitalize off a big mistake by by the Napoli defense that Lasagna t- uh, capitalized on uh, and scored the goal. Um, I like Catuso. Obviously, he's a Milan, he's a Milanisti, um, so I'm always going to be rooting for him no matter what. But is he the right manager for Napoli to take them to that next level? I mean, he's obviously much better than most of us thought. I never thought he'd be a good tactician. I think he's become a very good tactician. What are your thoughts on Gattuso uh, from the outside? Uh, well, from his time at Milan, I thought when you guys sacked him, that was pretty weird or just mind-boggling. And then when he came to Napoli after a place in Entralotti, he did pretty well. He won a Coppa Italia. 
But I think they had a bit of a dodgy start to this season. But other than that, I think he's pretty good. He still has a lot to learn, I think. But it's, he's only been managing for, what, three years so far? Yeah, in the top flight, in the top flight, yeah, he's played some smaller leagues and smaller clubs. Uh, but yeah, this is the first time really this three these three seasons with uh, the top top flight teams. Uh, it's impressive, I think, what he's been doing. Uh, so you know, anyone who discounts him, I think, has to look again at his statistics because he did very well in Milan, uh, considering they finished in a Europa League spot and um, and considering the squad that he had then. And then uh, now at Napoli, he's really kind of evolved the team that you know came from the previous two managers. So. Uh, well done by him. And then obviously, you know, the, the game I want to talk about also is Juventus and Sassuolo had had the makings of being a really, really good game. Um, and obviously it was for a long time. Danilo scored a banger of a goal, one of the goals of the week candidates there. Uh, but, you know, Sassuolo, they answered right back 58th minute. And this is a team that we thought could have done this, could do this to Juventus. because We've seen it all season long. They have the playmakers on that team. Um, so were you were you surprised to see me 1-1 so shortly after Danilo scored a goal? Oh no! Yeah, so I mean, yeah, Sassuolo is just—they're such a good team. But I think that that red card really did them in. I mean, it was always going to be hard to win possession against a team like Juventus, but um, getting that red card uh, from Obiang, which I think was deserved, um, uh, just before halftime. Uh, to me, it, it, it seemed when I saw that red card go in, I thought, okay, Sassuolo is done for the game. Obviously, Danilo scores. I'm like, here goes the here goes the 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 dam bursting open. But to answer back with one man down, that's really impressive. But after that, I think it was just too much. Uh, Juventus ever overcoming stuff and uh, um, yeah, good win for Juventus overall. And like I said, the table now it's 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 very close at the bottom or at the top and even in the bottom. Uh, at the bottom, we're looking at the bottom. Crotone sent alone and not with nine points. And then we got a tie with uh, Parma and Torino. Uh, two teams that you never consider being a relegation uh, teams uh, at 12 points. Uh, and then just above them in four, with 14 points, you got Genoa, Cagliari, Udinese. Uh, Udinese got 16. So uh, teams that we're not normally expecting to be at the bottom, um, do you still see these teams going to be towards the bottom at the end of the season, or do you see some other teams maybe sliding down into that spot? Uh, where's Spezia and Catrone at the moment? Yeah, it's a good question. So Spezia at the moment are at 14th place on 17 points. So there are five points above the drop. And then uh, Crotone, is, Crotone is at nine points. And then Benevento is actually in 10th spot on 21 points. So they're even doing much better than that. They're nine points above the relegation spot. So both clubs are doing very well at the moment, um, including Spezia. Spezia at one point was doing were bottom of the table, but they found ways in the last few weeks. I think with the emergence of Enzola has really helped them a lot. Um, but yeah, Cortani looks like they're for sure going to be uh, going down. Anybody else do you think that of those new guys could maybe fall back, have a slow second half of the season? I think Spezia probably could. Uh, I think yeah. Parma might be able to make its way back up to maybe 11th. And then Udinese might be like 15th, 14th. Uh, yeah. Should be a little bit better. Yeah, now that uh, Liverani is gone from Parma, I think hopefully Parma with a. Uh, with their manager back, they can uh, slowly go back up the table there because it's they've been playing very uncharacteristically uh, lately, and uh, they had a tough game against uh, uh, Lazio, you know, with the, with the manager back, but with the Verza back, but uh, Lazio found a way to win that game. Some big saves by Reina in that game as well. So uh, that was uh, that was all that was all the games this week. Uh, um, it's 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 crazy when you get this many weeks coming in. We had two match weeks coming in, week sixteen and week seventeen. 
Um, looking ahead to next weekend, we got obviously the Rome Derby, Lazio hosting Roma. Um, looking at some other big games that you got Napoli hosting Fiorentina. You know, the, that could be a big game depending on how it goes. But obviously, the one that's probably going to take the headline outside of the, the Derby della Capitale is going to be Inter Juventus. Um, let's preview that match real quick. Uh, you guys are home in that one. What are you expecting in that game? Whew, I'm not sure. I'm hoping for a win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it is it a game that you want you expect one of these two teams to win, or just have draw written all over it? Because, I mean, obviously you see two big teams like this, you're thinking, okay, it's a draw. But can either team really get a win in this one? Uh, well, you've seen. Will, will either... we all get a red? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen uh, this season Juventus. Don't look up to scratch like they usually do. Inter were inconsistent or hot and cold. You don't know which Inter is going to turn up. Yeah. As well as uh, Dybala as well. Last season, both games, Dybala ended up beasting against us. It was a decider <laughs> maker for both games. So, And even he's uh, a bit out of form and hot and cold, so you don't know which one you're going to get. Yeah. But uh, this one, uh, I see it either being a win either way. Uh, I see it being a tight match. Not like a big uh, goal margin. No. Maybe like a 2-1. Or, yeah, that's what I have. 2-1 for... I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> 2-1 for Inter. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, okay, so that would be that would be impressive if Inter wins that match. Um, obviously, it would put a lot more pressure on the top teams uh, if Juventus win uh, that game. So, um, I I guess I would... I don't know who oh. I, I don't know how to cheer for in this one. Yeah, go ahead. No, someone just put uh, Dybal was injured. So, Oh, that's right. He was at the J Medical uh, recently. So, yeah, he doesn't look too good right now. But uh, Kulishevsky's been playing a lot more lately. Uh, you obviously, you've got Marata. Uh, McKinney's doing really well now when, he, when he's getting inserted to lineup. So, um, it's still going to be a tough matchup no matter who they put out there. Obviously, they have Ronaldo still. So, yeah. uh, that's the big elephant in the room here. So It'll um, be interesting to see how uh, Pirlo matches up to Conte. So, student yeah. teacher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's a big test for for Pirlo against Milan. You know, his former club, seeing how he would do there, and then now he goes against another former club and a a, a tactician like uh, Conte. So, yeah, I'm curious to see. We've heard a lot of good things about Pirlo in the back side, back room about what kind of manager he is. How he likes to play with tinker with things and um, a very cerebral type manager. Let's see what he does against Conte because Conte, a given time, he can really set up for a team to do really well. Um, but if it's a short turnaround, it, it tends to be more difficult for, for Conte's teams. Um, you got 2-1 for Inter. I'm going to go with uh, – I, I, I don't know who I'd, want, who I'd rather win. Do I want you know Inter to lose and then a bigger gap for Milan? or and, But then you have Juventus right there in, in, in the spot, or do you have Juventus – I don't know. I'm going to say a draw. 1-1. <laughs> one, one. One, one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wimp out and say 1-1. One, one. Uh, Fair I don't enough. know. I don't know who I'd want to win that game. Unfortunately, I, I can't. I can't pick one, man. It's too difficult for me. Uh, anyway, so a lot of rumors going on for the transfers uh, this this past week or something, but not, nothing really too crazy at the moment. Um, so, I think you know, you know, that's all the match weeks for for this past weekend, and looking at a couple of the games coming up. Um, well, actually, you know, let's real quick pick a winner for uh, the Derby Derby della Capitale, Roma Lazio. Lazio. I'm gonna go. You going Lazio? Yeah. Okay, I'm going Roma. I'm going Roma. This I. Mm. <laughs> I think I was getting mad at me because I said uh, a draw. Um, I think Roma's going to win against Lazio, and you got Lazio, so it's, it's interesting. I think there will be a winner in that game. I don't think it'll be a draw. Um, both those teams can be bad defensively where they let up goals, so 
uh, I think for sure will be a winner. It uh, should be an entertaining game for sure. So uh, two must-watch games this week, and obviously Lazio Roma, and then obviously Inter and Juventus. Uh, that'll be the, the the top top games next week. So, um, all right. So um, I think without further ado, I mean, let's not drag us out any longer. Uh, who won Calcio Twitter? A lot to get into this week. Um, this is your uh, initiation into who won Calcio Twitter. So we're gonna go read through these one by one and pop them up on the screen. Uh, and then we can uh, pick a winner at the end, uh, and uh, we'll even let the people in the chat decide too as well. So starting now with the first one, uh, this one comes from Bag Full of Toffee. He says, uh, Sampdoria up 2 nothing at halftime, doing your mob a favor. He's talking about Milan. He says, it's all down to the secret weapon, or is it just my eyes, Kandreva, or is it me? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got you. I got you. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, the next one coming in from BJ Mac, at BJ underscore M-A-C-K-1-9. He says, do you think Conte wears his rug under that winter hat or does he take it off first? <laughs> I don't know the question. Do you know, uh, Ricky? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, this one comes in from Ruido Santos. So ESPN tweeted out, a year ago today, Zlatan returned to Syria at the age of 38. People said he was too old. He's been involved in 30 goals in 24 games since then. And then Rui says... Your network said he was too old. Yeah, <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> got them. Got them there. So uh, good one, Rui. Uh, moving on. This one comes from at Grego underscore 1899. He says, Chalanolu should get another player of the month trophy <laughs> just for him. <laughs> <Hinduji> in the nuts. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, this one comes in. The next one comes in from Adam Digby. He says, Rodrigo Bentancourt has completed more passes to Milan players than anyone in the red and black. Uh, Bentancourt was having a horrible game, but the rest of the team was doing very well. Uh, 3-1 victory again for Juventus. This one comes from Abdul Ram- Abdul Rahman. He says, uh, I didn't know Buffon made cheese, and this is uh, goat cheese. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, all right, this one comes in from our buddy uh just Juve. And, Bo, by the way, uh, Juventus are doing a uh, little plug for Juventus. Juventus are doing pitch for the Twitch. They're trying to find their new uh, pitch man for their Twitch uh, account. And so we're down to the finalists of two former guests for us, Giuseppe from Just Juve and Marco from uh, uh, Italian Football TV. So this this tweet comes from Just Juve, and he says, uh, the perfect day doesn't exist. Oh, wait, Napoli lost. Sampdoria beat Inter. Milan lost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you, Giuseppe. I see you. I see you there. All right, this one. Next one comes in from at uh, at Kilpin Chronicle. It says, on the bright side, the refurbish of the changing rooms at Milanello was completed today. <laughs> All the injury. <laughs> at least it's Milan Twitter bashing on Milan Twitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one comes in from uh, our friend Nick. It says uh, it's from Sansoni, actually. <laughs> <Not from Sansoni. laughs> Syria Twitter, whenever Moise Keen starts over Mato Icardi and scores the goal. I saw that. <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. Uh, this one comes in from one of your buddies, Alex Dano. He says, Vidal uh, uh, makes Gagliardini look like a clinical finisher. Oh, uh, yeah. The chance he missed. <laughs> oh, man. What a sitter. What a sitter. Uh, this one rubbed Milan Twitter the wrong way, but it made our, made our uh, top uh, top nominees. Uh, from the Rossi statue, AC Milan on the road to break the record of most penalty kicks awarded in one season. What a club. <laughs> and the reactions were amazing. You got to you gotta just read the replies. That was amazing with that. Uh, this one comes in from uh, 
So Frank, our Frank says, Screen got uh, jumped and beaten by Mantini. And then uh, Joseph responds, Mkhitaryan running past Screen, you're on the left flank. <laughs> I'm fast. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, let's see. Ah, this one comes from the Milan Weekly Podcast. Inter team building activity last week could explain their lack of effort in the last couple of minutes in Roma versus Inter. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh, what are you going to do? Okay, this one gets – Frank gets uh, nominated here. Uh, so Iker Casillas came out and, and his statement said that – I guess he made a comment about Donnarumma playing for a top club, and then he came back and kind of changed that and was like, I'm in a team that's actually got some cachet right now. And Frank says, uh, except the part that Milan has cachet, as you call it, too. Should have thought by – should have thought be washing Buffon's gloves. <laughs> And other people are saying, Milan's just got the second most uh, Champions League. What are you talking about? Cachet. Uh, anyway, uh, Michael Lisi tweeted out, uh, Chidi Chess should walk, uh, should walk home. What the hell is he thinking? And then at Milanista underscore TO says, thinking he's enjoying his new Jeep. <laughs> Sponsored by Juventus. Uh, all right, this one comes from, from George Vidmer. He says, uh, New Year, same result for Cagliari. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turn away, turn away, Ricky. At Sheva, he says, "What am I drinking this morning?" Interisti tears. <laughs> uh, sorry, man, you have to be here on that on on that one here. Uh, so uh, Squawker released like Yoshimura, forty fifty three year old signs a thirty six season. He's not he's still playing for thirty six years now. He says, uh, "Lisi says, you know, Conte's been trying to sign this guy for at least twenty years." <laughs> yep. All that experience. <laughs> All that experience. Kolarov and Vidal. Uh, this one is funny, though. It didn't make sense. Uh, so, uh, uh, Julie1897 says, Frabota, when he arrives home tonight, empties his pockets, keys, wallet, phone, and Teo Hernandez. Uh, it's funny, but as many people pointed out, it's actually Chiesa who had uh, Teo Hernandez in his back pocket, not Frabota, wrong side. But it's funny nonetheless. Funny nonetheless. Uh, this one also comes in from the same person. Says, uh, "My Muriel, your Muriel." <laughs> uh, uh, this is not actually a nominee, but uh, Salvio Berlusconi, uh, uh, pure underscore Milanista. Uh, he is uh, he's infamous for his uh, his uh, Calcio Twitter uh, comments, his memes. Uh, so we haven't seen him on on Twitter for the longest time, but uh, I, I was giving a shout out to him uh, somewhere because uh, imagine how good he would be if he was. Uh, Still tweeting out these days. Someone who's still tweeting out, uh, Azuri fan Phil says, uh, "Wow, only ten followers away from thirty-five hundred. Only twenty-five oh, followers. Yeah, the <laughs> number of days since Inter won a trophy. Run um, free in its head. <laughs> <laughs> the hate for Inter this week is, is is up there. I think we found the winner though in this one. Uh, Sabrina, make thank goodness she did a screenshot of this." Lega Calcio came out with the tweet which says uh, win losses and draws and talks about the calendar. But look at the calendar. Or look at the table. Okay, Milan, Inter, right logo, Juve, Roma. Wait, what? What? Oh, <laughs> all these symbols are wrong. The only ones they have right are Milan, Inter, uh, Crotone, uh, and Sampdoria. And I think maybe one other one. I mean, how wrong? This is completely wrong. Like, what uh -oh. is, what was, I mean, do they not have checks and balances over there at uh, Lega Serie A English? I mean, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. What other? That's the same one there. Uh, we got a couple more here. Uh -huh, here we go. Uh, so IFTV puts out the tweet. There's a comment from the Polish FA president and says, uh, if he scored more, Zelensky could be even better than De Bruyne. 
So Kiplin responds back, hey, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. This one, uh, Martino Puccio put us in, in touch with, and it's uh, Saturnion, who's been a uh, winner before. Uh, Romagnoli next to a good center back. Looks like Bonera. <laughs> next to a shit center back. Looks like Maldini. <laughs> and it's very true. <laughs> oh, that's good. And then the last one, uh, Nick, let us know about this. So Martino put out a tweet that said, uh, audio is whacked out for this game. Haha, ha, I'm getting England, uh, Italiana and English commentary simultaneously. Gianni responds, sounds like arguments from my family at every holiday dinner. <laughs> oh, a lot of good ones there. A lot of good ones. What's up, Lisi? A lot of good ones. Um, what's your favorite there? If you're in the chat, let us know which is your favorite. Who on Couch on Twitter? Um, you're oh, the guest. Mario. You're Mario. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's a good one right there. <laughs> my Mario. <laughs> you're Mario. I like that. I like that. For me, uh, it's tough. I got. I, I have to... It's, Thank you to Soya. I, I mean, uh, to uh, um, excuse me, Sabrina. Thank goodness she screenshotted this because we wouldn't have seen this otherwise. Because they delete it immediately. Uh, but like I said, yeah, with the with the egg on their face, getting everybody's logo completely wrong except for five teams. Um, that is not a passing score in any grade school, any any school anywhere. So uh, I think I'm going to give it to Sabrina. If you're in the chat, let us know who you want to choose. You you got my Muriel, your Muriel. Um, Adriano says, uh, of course, he's going to choose the Calcio guys, but also Sabrina. <laughs> Very good. I like that. I like that. So that's going to be my winner and we co-winners tonight. So um, before we wrap this up, uh, goals of the week, did you have any uh, top goals that you want to talk about that you saw that was that, that raised your eyebrows, I guess? And Hakimi laser. <laughs> Hakimi was a laser. That It was uh, definitely in my top five. So my top five, I'll give you my top five. Uh, Marco Sal, his diving goal that came at number five for me. Uh, Luis Muriel coming on as a sub, getting a goal. That was a nice goal for him. Um, number three for me was actually Toloi's goal, and it's not his goal. It was the assist by Ilicic going past four guys, getting the assist there. Uh, speaking of four guys, Ilicic comes in at number two, him going past another four guys uh, to come in at number two. And number one, I actually got a three-way tie. Your boy Hakimi uh, with his with his rocket of a shot, Danilo with his laser of a shot, and then Kandreva with a flying volley uh, oh, in the game that Sampdoria lost against Spezia. So those are the top three goals. DiMarco, honorable mention for sure. Adriano, uh, that goal was very nice outside of the foot curler. Uh, him and uh, Zakani hooking up on that goal there. So a lot of good goals this weekend. Uh, but uh, I think you know, it doesn't matter where you picked. There's some really nice ones out there. Hakimi for sure. Uh, what a brilliant strike there on the left-footed there. So... Yeah, that's going to put a bow on this one, on this edition of Serie A Sit Down. It's a nice short episode here. No Frank. Frank, if you're listening in, uh, make sure you feel better and get better soon. Um, Ricky, uh, let it, let the listeners know where they can follow you and uh, your chance to plug in uh, your YouTube page or whatever you want. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at buzz underscore QS. And my YouTube channel is Ricky Buzz. And uh, how often are you putting out these uh, videos for Inter? Uh, at least once a week. All right, awesome, awesome. So I uh, definitely give that uh, give it a shout out. I give it a follow. Uh, we'll put the link in the description after the after the video, and we'll make sure we tweet that out as well. Um, definitely give that a follow for sure. Uh, as always, you can follow me at r underscore k h a r m a n. You can follow Frank at under, uh, ftc underscore twenty one. Uh, if you haven't done so yet and you're listening, make sure you f- follow, subscribe, and like the uh, YouTube page. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the social medias there. 
Uh, and as always, you can listen to our podcast anywhere that streams music. So uh, thank you again, Ragazzi, for joining us on this uh, nice shortened version of the episode tonight. Uh, lots of good gold, lots of good games this weekend. A lot, Two big games coming up on the horizon, uh, the, the Derby de la Capitale and Inter Juventus. So um, watch those games. We're going to have some uh, exciting commentary on the next week. Uh, but until the next episode, Ragazzi, stay tuned and make sure you tell your paisans about us.